0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixels and in Ink podcast, episode 328. I am your host, Jordan bjorty, and joining us today is a very special guest. Um, he is the, I guess, CEO creator of the Leyline, which is a very cool, uh, I guess, uh, I guess company. Is what we're going to call it? Yeah, we can <laughs> um, say
1: company. It's a non-profit doing... organization.
0: Okay, there you go. Organization. That's better. Yeah, nonprofit. profit yeah. um, Jeremy De La Rosa is joining us today.
1: Thank you, Jordan, for having me. Super appreciate it. Oh, thank it. you for being. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say I'm that special. Just a dude. Uh, but a really well, happy I'm a fan, and uh, you guys are super cool. So I think we're going to have some fun conversations today.
0: Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Also joining us on the podcast today is the always wonderful Chris Hoogu, Ho, de Hoogethy. De Hoog, de Hoog, <laughs>
2: totally butchered that. Somewhere in there, yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: you know what, I was thinking about your Twitter handle, and I was I forgot that it's like also kind of your last
4: name. <laughs> 10,000 people in the Netherlands just cringed, but uh, thank, thanks, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> my,
0: my sincerest apologies, and of course... <laughs> You heard him briefly. It's the returning to the podcast. Clement Go.
2: The ever so elusive Clement Go. In So happy to be a part of this podcast. Yeah, where did you go? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my best. Well, you yeah, know what happened, dude? You, you disappeared for a little while.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Just balancing some things with personal life and obviously um, keeping up with some appearances on the magazine and Twitch. So. You know me. I'm always stuck in some kind of a VR world.
0: Yeah, you yeah, you did you went into the grid for a little while and you yeah, just don't couldn't tell me the you're out. missing me. <laughs> 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 oh, we'll get into that later. Um and of course, last but certainly not least, we have the ever excellent Brendan Fry.
3: Hello there.
0: How you doing today, Brendan?
3: Uh good. Slight headache, but beyond that, I'm just fantastic.
0: Yeah, you know what? It's not—it's not a nice day out today. I kind of felt a little headache coming on myself. Mm. But the weather, yeah.
2: that pressure and systems and stuff. Yeah, we have snow in Canada now, guys. Oh, now it's the worst. <laughs> I still have. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, uh, we there- got
1: uh, wildfires over here in California, so. It's uh, bad. <laughs>
3: yeah. we're,
0: on, we're on the complete end of the spectrum we're in the place that's <laughs> freezing and you're in the place that's burning down that's
2: right hell's about to freeze over guys it's a matter of whether or not you want to freeze to death or burn to death but <laughs> yeah. question. welcome to
1: 2020
2: we still got <laughs> we still got like 20 more days for shit goes really crazy yep oh, three more oh. weeks till 2021 hits and that's yeah that's that's what we let
0: it all hang out <laughs> <laughs> so uh jeremy, why don't you uh tell us a little bit about um leyline and and how you got started and and what what it is exactly that you're doing
1: yeah sure it's um i'm very excited to be here first off so, like th- thank you so so much it's it's an honor um and yeah we are we're building leyline and it's it's kind of a many things um First and foremost, though, our mission is to build an economy of altruism. and What I mean by that is that we want to be able to incentivize doing good things in the real world and making it super easy. Um, because the, the biggest problem these days is that when you want to try and do good, it actually costs you either money or time or your skills. And so it's hard to do good things because the economic incentives aren't aligned there. So we want to flip that and basically pay people to do good mm-hmm. and use the power of what amazing things gaming does for you with intrinsic motivators mm-hmm. to continue to have people engage in that. Um, so, so yeah, that's uh, what we're aiming to do with Leyline. And, yeah, we can talk about the product a bit. Um, and uh, in terms of the journey here, it's it's uh, been pretty interesting. Uh, I've been in a, in tech sector for, I don't know, 17 20 years, it's hard to remember at this point. Um, <laughs> and the last 10 years i have been at Blizzard Entertainment and Activision. So I've been able to spend a lot of time like in the guts of the system, like this big corporate machine and partnering and working with a lot of other of these tech giants and esports giants, et cetera. Um, and you know, I learned a lot. I, I got to experience uh, some pretty pretty hardcore stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and I can tell you the private sector is very ugly. There's a lot of shenanigans that take place. <laughs> well,
0: you know, um, I was, I was, yeah. was going to say it's, it's, it's funny to me that, that you start, you had this mission of like, like, uh, you know, all like inspiring altruism when you're coming from the company that's headed up by probably one of the least altruistic people in the known <laughs> world. <laughs>
3: yeah, man. Oh
1: gosh. Uh, I, uh, it, it was fascinating um because you know a lot of pretty much my entire career there um i i was always just trying to like say we could do so much more for the world and that was a big revelation to me where you know blizzard itself is like 60 million monthly active users and it's like Mm -hmm. we have so many players we have so much access to not just computing power but even brain power like the kind of complex problems that we solve in a digital world is insane and to me it was just very simple which is okay we got 60 million mau here what are we doing with this like we could very easily leverage our product to do good at the same time um that people are playing and uh so that uh I guess the sad part was I basically spent like six years beating my head against the wall and just trying like as much as I could to like prioritize uh, humanitarian causes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the straw that broke the camel's back, I would say, you know, this year has been uh, a bit of a nightmare for all of us. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I was, I was, uh, um, I guess, looking at the response, the corporate response, particularly in the video games industry. And, you know, video games are booming right now. It's crazy how much engagement there is and money uh, because everyone's stuck at home and they got nothing to do but play games. So I was looking at that as like, wow, record profits, record engagement. And what are we doing to give back? And essentially, it's like the conversation comes down to you: what's the least amount of money we could pay to check off the virtue signal box, and then uh, let's just get on doing it. <laughs> and at the same time, we're like, "All right, how do we cut the fat here?" Because we know we're in an economic downturn. I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Is this the moment we're gonna like start talking about uh, trimming jobs um, when we're we're facing the most like terrible unemployment situation and economic downturn in our generation?" So. Um, I was looking at those those like conditions, and I'm like, all right, fine. I'm gonna can I sit here in comfort and luxury uh, while all of this stuff is falling apart, and you know I can't even make real traction. So I decided, okay, let's uh, let's try and build this thing ourselves. Um, so what what I'm aiming to do is just take all of these techniques and uh, connections and access to talent and sponsors and bring it into the nonprofit sector. Um, and take a lot of innovation and business modeling and finance and and all that money and capital and just start pouring it into the people that need this, which is like the folks mm-hmm. that have lost their jobs or the college students that are racked in debt and can't get a job. Um, it's uh yeah we we got we got some serious work to do. Um, so yeah anyway that's a uh, that's a bit of a background.
0: Oh that's 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 super interesting yeah absolutely. and uh, especially now like you know it's uh it's it's kind of the perfect time because it's one of the things i i guess i was talking about too with some people is how like you see you know uh like through covid like just just how many like systems that were in place um you know kind of like both like you know corporate and like almost and like governmental that you know when faced with a problem like this that we sort of never like had before just completely fell apart like nobody was ready for it and so many people had to suffer like on top of you know already being like worried uh, about you know potentially getting this disease you know or or people who actually did get it like there's so much security that was you know thrown into just into like you know the the void um that it really it really kind of you know at least one of the things i was you know hoping that would come out of this is just like is one big shakeup because clearly like the, the what we have in place like isn't working when 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 a problem like this comes around that so it's happened, you know
2: right it's kind of like uh you know obviously like the world was already full of problems before covid came right so as soon as something like that came and it affected everybody bad essentially went for worse in a million different ways so from there you do have like a lot of rabbit holes and a different uh these different like uncertain times that like a lot of people are looking at. So how do you go about that? Right. So I'm guessing leyline kind of has some kind of like a way to show people that.
1: Absolutely, Clement, you're, you're totally right. Um, and and uh, just to just to uh, add on to that a bit is you're the, this system is pretty broken. Um, and, you know, frankly, it's just unsustainable. And so it's tautological, Mm -hmm. like if it's unsustainable, it's going to fall apart at some point, (laughs) (laughs) um, and you know, the pandemic has basically accelerated all those trends. You know, we were on a pretty bad track to begin with, with, you know, just technological transformation, the fourth industrial revolution, automating away all these jobs. And now that has been ratcheted up by an order of magnitude. So, you know, the lockdowns, for example, is is really just changing consumer behavior and, um, you know, consumer or rather like people's uh, psychology. And what happens is that transforms all these business models and it's going to like just wipe out so many um, industries like restaurants and bars and live events, concerts, comedian shows, uh, sporting events. Uh, these are entire ecosystems that have hundreds of thousands of jobs. And and at the same time, like food service and prep is uh, starting to get automated away. Like you go to McDonald's and it's all like kiosks, right? Mm-hmm. So, what the hell happens to all these people that don't have the job anymore? Um, we don't even have a solution. We can't even feed ourselves now. Like Congress can't even pass a bill. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm looking at that. And you know, one of the most powerful levers we have to improve things is economics. And when you, when you trace it back, all these gigantic systemic problems are because the economic incentives are just totally misaligned. Mm-hmm. Everything is kind of targeted towards, okay, let's just go for capital efficiency, maximize the amount of money you can make. And you know it comes at the cost of people and planet. So instead we got to design our economics such that it is uh, working for people and planet and profit is a secondary benefit Um, and so that's what we're aiming to do with Leyline. So, you know, basically what we're trying to do is say, Hey, what are the valuable things that people can do in the world? And why don't people get paid for that? It's because the economics aren't there. There's no business model that supports that. And so now that's what we're doing. We're going to build a business model. That's going to pay people for doing things like donating their spare computing power to scientific research or giving a blood donation or exercising um Mm -hmm. all these things are genuinely good for humanity so let's pay people for that and um so yeah we built a platform that allows us to do that and yeah I'd love to answer questions about it I don't want to take up all that well Well, I I was
3: I I would just love to know just like if someone a gamer is just looking to get on this platform how does it work how do they get involved and what does their contributions look like how does this all kind of come together in the real world
1: Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, we are our, our goal is to make this as simple as possible. So you just create an account on leyline.gg which you can do right now, by the way. Um, and uh, <laughs> we're on a, we're on a waiting list, so uh, it's it's all to get a waiting list into the closed beta. We're in friends and family right now. Uh, but yeah, you basically log in and you get to choose the cause that you care about, whether it's uh, donating to volunteer computing um, or exercising or donating blood. And basically, what we're working on is. We're this agnostic platform that any nonprofit can plug right into. And so we got, we go out there and reach partnerships. We're talking to Red Cross right now and basically say, hey, guys, we're going to have like 100,000 users and eventually 500,000 users that uh, we can basically incentivize them to donate blood. And what we're going to do is just shove all those people there and just incentivize the shit out of it for, <laughs> for them to start doing good things. <laughs> um, and and that that's the difference, whereas like we have a... Uh, Sorry, going back to the user interface. So you select your cause and what happens is the more you get active and like, for example, just leave your computer on at night, you are donating that spare computing power to accelerate research on COVID-19, on cancer, climate change, Hmm. a host of challenges that scientists are trying to solve for us. So now if you imagine 2.7 billion gamers on a planet if you just took one percent of that computing power just one even less than that it's already a thousand times faster than the world's fastest supercomputer so just think about the potential that you know all the gamers with the most powerful pcs on a planet come coming together literally doing nothing but leaving their computer on earning ley line points and then using those things to just get gift cards or digital items or in-game um unique items from our game partners um so that that's actually just real world money yeah maybe it's not cash in your hand but that's very convertible um Uh and you know those gift cards include you know bitcoin gift cards so uh the cool thing is you know bitcoin is universally accessible all over the planet um so uh yeah i can talk about the core loop but just going back into what we are aiming to do is eradicate poverty so imagine a situation where you're a kid in a developing nation like a village in india you get your first smartphone that's super cheap from google and then you get your internet from elon musk's uh, spacex like for super cheap and high speed and then you just sign up for leyline let your mobile phone just sit there donating it to science and you earn leyline points and then Uh, eventually get to claim a Bitcoin gift card. That $50 gift card is an entire month's salary for that individual. Hmm. And now imagine their family having access to that. And now imagine their community having access to that. That is economic abundance that these these regions have never experienced. It's so transformative. Hmm. So like literally, it's just like, you know, (laughs) you get your phone, sign up and boom, your life has totally changed. Uh, that's the that's the vision. Like that's the kind of experience that we want to create. Um and it's very doable. Like we've done all the business modeling and um financial planning and risk management, et cetera. So now it's just executing.
2: Well, I just hope that the person mining with my GPU is just not feeling jealous somewhere in the world.
1: <laughs> oh actually oh
2: sorry, yeah, I should I should definitely uh talk about that, which is there's there's absolutely
1: no mining happening whatsoever. Um, all of the computer power just goes to uh, Boink, who is our our partner. Uh, so Boink is this open source platform that was built by uh, UC Berkeley. So we're partnered with UC Berkeley. And they've been running this project for, I think, over 16 years now. So you might know some famous ones like SETI at Home. Um, Folding at Home is another uh, project, not part of this, uh, this platform, but it was actually on a PS3 um and you might you may have used it uh it was pretty cool um but uh uh yeah so none of that uh, computing power goes to any kind of crypto mining it's all about going to science and we commit to never using that um otherwise and uh yeah the, the whole bitcoin element um is really just in the gift cards so it, we're not going to be uh, mining any cryptocurrency um, mm-hmm. there is a pathway for us though, cause we are really big in blockchain, um, more for like the social impact than like the whole greedy finance part of it. Um, so the secret sauce on our platform is the digital items that we create on the Leyline platform are actually be, gonna be on the blockchain. So these are non-fungible tokens. And essentially what that means is that these are pieces of data that are unhackable. They cannot be copied. You own it as a user. Even if mm. Leyline disappears off the face of the earth, you will still own those tokens, which will have intrinsic value because they're ultra rare and totally unique. It'll never be replicated in all of existence.
2: They're not so, like stock
1: shares, are they? Yeah, they're, they're better than that. Because <laughs> right? <laughs> right now the stocks, uh, oh man, I, I would not be in stocks right now. It's like all time high and we're gonna have a massive correction very soon. Um, but to, to give some reflection here, and I think about these digital items, you know, World of Warcraft, you know, we were seeing gray markets and black markets where people are selling their items on eBay for hundreds of dollars, right? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, your epic uh, sword or your entire account, for example. And in the crypto space, there's another analogy um, called, or a game called CryptoKitties, uh, which is essentially like Neopets, um, but on the blockchain. That's so theorem, right? <laughs> you got to start them young. Exactly. ERC-20 <laughs> tokens. Um so so yeah, with CryptoKitties, you know, during the 2018 explosion, um, the most expensive item that sold there was $170,000 for one item, for a CryptoKitty that does nothing. There's like zero utility. <laughs> it's just a freaking like image on a screen. Seriously, what was um, it? Uh, I, I don't remember. I could probably did it have
0: a very it. cool hat.
3: <laughs> no.
1: <I'm a> <laughs> um, so, so now imagine that. So, it, so coming back to that, that you know, the that kid in the village in India. Holy crap! If that person got a hundred, you know, even like uh, you know, ten percent of that, like that's gonna be the new prince of in, in, in his village, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, you know, those are the lofty, ambitious goals, but you know, we can get there incrementally and it's about distributing this as far and wide as possible and then just putting money into people's hands. That is going to be so yeah. transformative for for many people and, and that's really the mission. Um, and so the focus on gamers is, is um, it's mostly because there's this just untapped, massive untapped resource that we can be activating. And it give like the gamer generation, honestly, is the generation that's going to save the world. Um, getting really deep into space and working a lot with students and younger um, uh, gamers, like you can see the creativity, the passion, the recognition that things are broken, and they they want a solution. They want to do something. They just they don't have the opportunity or um or the platform to do it. So yeah, we're building it, man.
4: And th- there's so much yep. p- uh, potential in that, you know, the idle computing power like you mentioned. Like just, you know, p- plugging your, your your cell phone into charge at night while you're sleeping, you can be running, you know, how much computing power. I mean, the same thing with your with your desktops. Just to have that idle power sitting around turned to something. That yeah, that could be a huge could be a huge yeah, influence. Yeah,
1: it it is massive. Um, so you now, now imagine a world where okay, so say we can accelerate scientific research by orders of magnitude. Uh, imagine a world where the pandemic is lasting another two months. Like we, we can visualize how terrible it's going to be. And imagine a world where we cut that short by two months. Like how many lives can we save? How many um, livelihoods can we save? That's really what we're. That's why this is priority number one for us. Like it is a very hard challenge to do um, the volunteer computing. Like it's a very very tricky technical challenge, and it's going to have a lot of like maintenance and operations uh, problems because um, like we could have done just red cross for example or like just an exercise thing it's just that it's not as great a story right <laughs> like we <laughs> want to like do the hard thing and uh also un- unlock this potential so um so yeah that that's the that's the priority number one it's like we got to get out of this nightmare pandemic right now because we can't even solve our bigger problems until we're out of this mess
3: now i do have mm-hmm. one question you mentioned tangible rewards like bitcoin and game in game items what type of uh rewards do you currently have Uh, have lined up and what do you have planned in the future
1: all right yeah so in our alpha test we've already got a thousand dollars worth of various gift cards so we've got bitcoin ethereum we've got uh, amazon starbucks uh you know blizzard Fortnite, uh and yeah the, the cool thing is that we were allocating marketing budget for it so we could just buy whatever we want and the secret sauce is that so you know we're trying to create this win-win-win ecosystem so we've got our users and we've got our causes and now that we've got this gigantic um platform with all these valuable users their students their gamers millennials gen z sponsors want to get in front of this so this is the stuff i learned like you know going into esports and like you know building out this media empire mm-hmm. And um, what they want is that we, they like these uh, brands cannot reach these audiences because everybody's ad blocking. Nobody watches. Uh, everyone's like cord cutting, so they don't watch like you know mainstream media, um, and uh, they just don't trust endemic brands. So they're trying to find a way to reach people in a very authentic way. So these brands will pay top dollar to get in front of these eyeballs. And so we're going to use those dollars to put into the ley line prize pool. So, uh, the sponsors get this big win because one, they get the PR value, the corporate social responsibility and virtue signaling. Then they get the brand recognition and acquisition, uh, by being on a platform and, uh, putting in prizes. Uh, and then it's also a tax write-off because we're a nonprofit and 501 C3. So it is just such a slam dunk for these brands. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they're going to do is they're going to donate either cash or exclusive unique items from their games or coupon codes for PC hardware. Um, and then we just use that to incentivize and plug it into these digital items. So we're getting, we're, we're giving a ton of value to our users, and it's all free. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so right now we're partnered with NZXT, Zydax, Geek Therapeutics. Uh, we've got about seven more partners in the pipe right now that I'm not allowed to speak about. My my, my marketing team's gonna kick my ass and BizDev team. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't uh, can't reveal too much. Um, So, so yeah, they've already donated coupon codes. So that's also a massive win too, because hey, let's just cheapen PC power, get it to mm-hmm. our users and they can donate even more computing power. Um, so, so yeah, we're, we're doing some pretty fun, like really exciting partnerships coming up that are going to massively accelerate um, the impact. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's where we are right now with the current prize pool. Awesome. Uh, oh, also, I'll, I'll throw out there: so alpha testers are going to get a really cool experience because not only are they helping to build the product and interact with our dev team directly, we're hyper transparent um, in the alpha test. Aside from the gift cards and prize pool. We are also figuring out a way to make sure that the alpha testers retain some of their non-fungible tokens. And again, these are going to be ultra rare, never created again in the history of mankind. These are going to be very exclusive for these testers. And so you can imagine two years from now, does LeyLine turn into CryptoKitties? Maybe, maybe not. But holy shit, if you've got those items, you are in pretty good, pretty good position. So yeah, hopefully that's incentive to recruit some alpha testers. Go to LeyLine.gg.
3: <laughs> register
2: <laughs> just kidding <laughs> sorry shameless plug i'm
0: already there
2: <laughs> yeah i could hear that keyboard anxiously clacking while he was getting i'm <laughs> just ready to go uh
0: well so so something i'm i'm i've been a little bit curious about is um so the, like you know your 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 focus is is uh is reaching out to gamers specifically um which you know uh, is is probably the best sort of untapped market because you know uh like gaming is a very sort of like privileged you know sort of like pastime um how dare like-
2: you oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so so right now it's you know just the, the with the basic like infrastructure of like how uh, leyline is working um it, you know it, it is a sort of like it, just, just sort of like go do stuff Get rewards. Um, but like are there any, I guess, any plans like later down the line to sort of like increase that kind of like gamification of this sort of like altruistic charitable, you know, uh like activities that you can do?
1: Oh hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh you know, well the mission's like we're gonna supercharge every nonprofit on the planet. And um, you know, being in the games industry, like I've seen every technique possible. Like it is crazy, the amount of user data and um, you know uh, ability to multivariate test to just maximize engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know Activision Blizzard King, um, interesting, like Inside Nugget is I think it's probably like the fifth or sixth largest um, data set of users because gaming has such incredible amount of activity. Um, and even mobile gaming, you know, another order of magnitude, amount of data that uh, you're processing. So when you have access to that, you have so much intel. And basically, you know, you can just look at the numbers where you run a bunch of experiments and then boom, you throttle up engagement by 500%. And mm-hmm. all of that's just like because you're tapping into these intrinsic motivators, whether it's solving complex problems or cooperating with others or social reputation um a sense of achievement and growth so you know honor like and you know the way it translates into um into the game design is we have things like achievements and your statistics and your comparisons to to others and leaderboards um and you know try to come together and achieve missions together so we are building all those motivators into the platform so we're really going like hardcore on gamifying this and, you know, essentially what's going to happen is you've got your, so you, so. try to visualize this. You've got your profile and your avatar and your item. So it's a digital representation of you. Um, and you're decking it out with all these super cool rare items of like a, you know, badass ultra rare uh, armor set and your mega cannon blaster <laughs> in, your, in, <laughs> in both your hands. Don't like, forget that, that ley line sniper rifle too. Hell yeah! And here's a cool <laughs> thing: like we can create any item we want. <laughs> like we have no restrictions. I don't have this like red tape lizard, uh, uh, you know, restrictions, and whatever. Um, so, so yeah. Now imagine that as your digital representation of you, and then think about your profile and your stats. So imagine a future where you have your digital resume. Uh, which is not just your avatar but hey i donated 100 gallons of blood to the red cross throughout my life i'm a freaking hero hey i donated Mm -hmm. ten thousand hours of computing power to solve cancer and climate change and here's all the white papers that i helped produce and so now we have this world where you are literally seeing all the good that you've done in the world aggregate together and as a social mechanism people can view your stats um it's uh it's you know what we're trying to do is bridge this gap between the virtual gaming world and the real world and the actions that we incentivize are just doing good things in the real world and we're gonna pay you for that so so yeah that's the that's the strategy um and yeah you know the good thing is that we've got a big team of veterans from all over different industries like google facebook apple and tons of video game developers and in our networks have tons of game developers and game designers so we are building an army to build this thing out at this point we're about at 60 people uh and like since our launch and announcement it literally every week it's like five new volunteers and about seven new partner opportunities that just open up. My LinkedIn feed is just like blowing up right now. I can't even keep up with it. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I hope I am answering the question correctly.
0: No yeah no that's that's great and the, you know, honestly the, 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 I love the potential of of this of this thing just because like you know when I when I think back to like even just like being in like high school you know and uh, you know the 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 mandatory uh, uh, like you know sort of like charity work you had to do. Uh, like, you know, and like volunteer hours you had to put in, um, you know, and, and and just like even even I guess like back then kind of being like a, you know, an, an apathetic teenager and not really wanting to do it. Um, something I feel like something like this where like, as, as big of, of a gamer that I was back then, like having a way to sort of like bridge that gap would have been like perfect. And I would have got like, and there would have been like tangible rewards at the end of it, like it would have just been like double incentive to do stuff.
1: Absolutely, um, and yeah, here here's a, another part of our product vision. I'm probably like letting too much loose, but whatever. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> we're we're building out uh, LA Light Arcade, and the the focus there is that we want to just maximize the amount of donations like of computing power going on. So what we're doing is we have this arcade, and we can plug in any indie game or um, you know donated game, um, mm-hmm. and what happens is we're going to build the volunteer computing right into the browser. So, excuse me, sorry. Um, so if, so now imagine a scenario that you go into Leyline, you pop into the arcade and you start playing chess and you start playing chess. And in the background, you're actually just donating to science and you're earning Leyline points. So we're turning gaming and engagement into this natural, direct volunteer opportunity. And if it's in the browser, you can do it on any device on the planet. So that is the focus. And taking it a step further, we're actually going to be partnering with citizen science games. So there are many um, research projects and indie developers that have built games designed to solve science problems. And a great example of that is uh, with Borderlands 3. So those guys are awesome. And they, I don't know if you're familiar, but they built this game into an arcade cabinet in one of the NPC zones. And essentially, you're playing a puzzle game. And in doing so, you are mapping the genome of your microbiome, uh, which is so fascinating. And uh, so yeah, what we're going to do is plug in all those types of games into the Leyline Arcade. So not only are you donating compu- uh, computing power in the background, playing a game with your friends, you are also solving scientific problems directly. Uh, so it's a massive slam duck. And we could do that at a crazy scale. Um, so yeah, that's that's the vision for uh We're trying to do with the arcade
2: that's very cool so it's pretty much like getting a lot of more devices connected in these browsers like you say right yes absolutely Mm -hmm. you know because like we're just the
1: just the the magnitude of um i don't know chips that we have out there it's really insane um and you know we 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 did the studies and uh, you know i was talking to a lot of the researchers and essentially most of the time this, there's no real incremental energy cost when it comes to when you're running a computer now and then just adding another application on top of it. So there's like zero impact on energy increase, like if you're just using your your computer normally. And then even in the case where you leave your computer 24 seven for the entire year, uh, we calculated and on average, it's probably gonna be about $60 um, additional for just one year. So as long as we deliver value beyond that, then it's just gravy for the user. Hmm. Um, and that's a, the worst-case scenario. Um, so, so, yeah, this is it's such an easy win. And, okay, you can imagine the perfect scenario, which is, like, we should just have volunteer computing built into, like, every hardware chip on a planet. Like, there's no reason why we don't have to do that. It could just be baked into the OS. Um, that's, like, super lofty goal. But, you know, you can, you can just think about um, what we can do collectively um, for pretty much nothing. It's just system design.
2: Mm-hmm. And without any shots taking the Jordan, too, it seems like uh, with all these gaming devices connected, specifically with how Leyline connects to a lot of players, too, it just so happens you're talking about this at a time when a lot of people are trying to get their hands on like brand new PS5s and Xbox Series Xs. Have you ever thought about how this venture could factor into like the next generation of hardware?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this is where I'm gonna have to bite my tongue because I cannot talk about future partnerships. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do some pretty heavy,
0: cool stuff. That's for sure. Well, yeah, sorry, uh, that's all I can say. <laughs> no, no, perfect. Um, but uh, but does, does anyone else have any uh, any other like final question for Jeremy? Because we are coming to the end of our time on this segment.
4: Uh, yes, you mentioned that uh, the you know the computer processing is the main thing but also exercise and uh, and blood donations. Like how does that like how do, you, how, how, do you, how do users tap that into Layline directly?
1: Oh, this is cool. Yeah, you guys are going to love this. So we're going to make it super easy. So what we're going to do is going to have a daily check-in. So you just pop open LeyLine and you hit a button and say I exercise today. Awesome. You're, you get 10 Layline points. Thank you for being healthy, taking care of yourself and making the world better. Um, so yeah, you just come in every day and check in and you just start racking up points um so we're doing that as an experiment right now just to make sure we get the data and understand hey do people want to do this like um and what's the user flow do you want to optimize this a bit better and that gives us a lot of data to go to say fitbit and apple watch and say hey guys check us out we got hundred thousand users checking in every day to be healthy why don't you donate a bunch of apple watches to us Um, so so that's a lot of the strategy and the really cool thing is that all these different devices have open apis so we can actually just have users connect their account to their devices like a fitbit and we incentivize it by saying hey you'll get double points for being legit um so you know we have these incremental pathways for people to earn more by doing more and validating the good things they do in a real world with real data and, and that's the secret is that we don't want to just like arbitrarily dole out points we want to tie it very directly to a real world act- activity that can be validated um, because I know exactly how these things go. Like, all the bad guys are going to come in and be like, I'm going to suck up all these gift cards uh, and just spin up like a thousand virtual machines. Uh, so, yeah, we've got a lot of our anti-hacker uh, red team, um, you know, making sure we're securing this thing in design and designing platforms platform so it's not vulnerable. Hmm. So, so, yeah, that's what the daily check-in will look like. Um, and then for the red cross, um, this is very easy, too, because... Um, what we could start off is, is like, you know, we could just have like manual validations, like, hey, someone donated, just send your receipt, and then, boom, you get, to, you get your points. Um, since we're in our closed uh, alpha test, it's it's uh, not problematic because we don't have the scale. Uh, but what we're going to work on is Red Cross has a database. Like every time I donate blood or plasma, like they know my ID. They've got all of my uh, previous donations. So we could just set up a very easy API and say, okay, we don't need any private data. We just need a user to be able to uh, connect their account to yours, and then anytime they donate blood, you just send over a validation, and boom, we'll produce a bunch of ley line points and give them this awesome, badass, crazy health potion that like makes you sparkle and shine and explode and animate you, whatever. Um, and so, <laughs> so yeah, we could just do like really cool stuff to incentivize all these different activities. And, you know, you know, the dream is like, okay, who are we going to tackle next? Like, can we do something with Habitat for Humanity? And every, anytime someone builds a house, boom, ley line points. Um, or, you know, donating to a soup kitchen. So And planting a tree. Like, we got to freaking stop climate change. Trees are the most efficient carbon capture mechanism known to man. Let's just plant a billion trees. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we could, we could solve a lot of problems with these tiny incremental steps. We just have to come collectively to do it. And uh, so yeah, that's the that's the power we can get with these platforms.
4: Yeah, the gamers have kind of shown their potential to you know help charitable causes in the past too, with uh, things like Extra Life and Child's Play, and uh, games done quickly raising money for various causes. So yeah, it'd be great to tap that, oh, and, yeah. to that as well. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. And you know, like at Blizzard, the um, the charity sales we we're doing, like you know, for example, selling a WoW charity pet or the Overwatch uh, mercy skin that's just like 10 $10 million dollars a pop like it's good to go so gamers have got tons of capacity to to help out and put the money in the right place um so yeah instead of putting the money into certain ceos pockets let's just put it (laughs) into the hands of the people that need it i think uh we could pull this off very very doable
0: well that uh that sounds really great and uh I'm excited to see uh the potential of of Leyline. I think uh I think I'll definitely be taking a look at it because yeah, you know, I I've been I think as as I've been getting a little bit older, I've been wanting to try and uh do a little bit more put a little bit more good into the world. So this uh this definitely seems like like the best way to go about it. Um uh, but uh but that's I think it's it
1: so easy for you. Get you paid. Thank you. Give me,
0: give me a, give me a special uh, ninja skin. Wink, wink. <laughs>
1: well, you know what? I'll, I'll, get, I'll do you all a favor and just hook you up with the alpha invites and get you past the whitelist. I Ooh, think we're probably at okay. like a thousand on the wait list right now. So awesome. yeah, you got to get ahead of the queue, man. Ooh, Ooh
2: line sniper rifle. Here I come.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? Put in your wish list. What are the items you want to see? Like we can do some really badass stuff. Um, we've got like some awesome designers on the team, and we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna have some really cool, uh, fun items, and eventually they're gonna have utility. So you know we're gonna expand this into a real game, and a virtual world. So those items are gonna have a ton of cool utility. Oh, and also, here's another really cool thing with blockchain. So we're we're partnering up with a bunch of blockchain devs. And that means that our tokens can be interchangeable to other games and vice versa. Other games can have interchangeable tokens that we can apply on our platform. So, so yeah, it's going to be, it's going to go bananas.
4: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, uh, I, I can't talk about those partners yet. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no worries. Cause you know what, we're going to, we're going to close it off here. So, so thanks Jeremy. Thank you so much for, uh, taking some time to, uh, to talk about uh, about Leyline and what you're doing it's, it sounds really great. Thank you
1: yeah I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah happy to answer any more questions whenever um, you can you know join our discord community like we are super transparent. We broadcast all of our all hands meetings. Uh, we're gonna uh, make our uh, budget available where you can welcome anybody into the community. We send our metrics and KPIs and weekly reports. Um, and we're a fully open source, open dollar project. So you can look right into our source code and just make sure we're legit and not like stealing your money or mining Bitcoin. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to do things the right way. We're going to transform the way companies do, do business. And, uh, yeah.
0: So feel free to reach out. Awesome. awesome. Uh, there you go. Awesome. Listeners <laughs> and, and everyone who's here in the, in the chat, <laughs> but, uh, Moving forward, for that, I guess. So yeah, you, you you can stick around for a little while. Absolutely, would love. To, awesome, uh, awesome. Chatting. So uh, let's uh, let's move on to our regularly scheduled program. Uh, we got a little we got a little bit of uh, of some news to talk here. Um, starting with oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> you tried again, didn't you? <laughs> Who? Who else? Who else tried to get on to uh, Walmart Canada's website at 11 o'clock a.m. to get a PlayStation Five?
4: I think he was. Was it? Was it just me? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Okay, I'll. I will admit this time around, I was like my whole mindset was different. Like I wasn't like super anxious about it, and like I wasn't like like really like hyping myself up about it. I was just kind of like, you know what? I might as well just give it a try. Like it, 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 it costs me nothing to just sort of like pop on a website. You know, maybe like fifteen minutes early and just you know frantically hit refresh. Um, and man, what a nightmare that was. You know, because yeah, because we, because we had, we ran a little story about how they were posting uh, some like information about the restock, and it. well, oh my god, it was a disaster. So I, I, I was, I, I was on the website. I think from like ten thirty to like eleven. Just like, uh, and actually, I, I, I got smart this time. I re-downloaded the auto refresh uh, cr- uh, Chrome extension, so I just set it to like thirty seconds. And as soon as eleven o'clock hit, oh buddy, like that is when the shit hit the fan in the worst possible way. It went like immediately went from like out of stock to unavailable to like a full on crash. And it was just so bad. And, like, the icing or, or the cherry on top was 100% uh, how, like, the Walmart Canada Gaming uh, Twitter account tweeted out something that was, like, um, it was, like, oh yeah, Uh, now is the time, like, you know, get your your PS5s or whatever. And then like, not even like 10 minutes later, they deleted that tweet (laughs) and replaced it with something that was like, we can confirm the PS5 is officially sold out. Congrats to everyone who got one. And I tell you, the comments are not kind.
2: <laughs> no, they have no reason to be. I mean, a lot of hardworking people, especially, were like anxiously waiting for every window to get this, right? So like as exciting as oh, it man, is, it so Walmart good. game and- yeah, as exciting as it was for Walmart Gaming to say, "Hey, like we finally got more stock." Right, there pretty much was no point in saying that because by the time like most people you go on to the site, it's almost as if like nothing ever happened to begin with. Yeah, you're still stuck on the same grayed out option where it's like yeah, uh, a lot more hopeless. And it even it even happened yeah, the did. same
0: way the the first. Oh, go ahead, Jer.
2: Oh yeah, sorry. I
1: was gonna say, uh, you know, funny, funny uh, tidbit, at least from the the inside perspective. You know, uh, I, I there's there's certainly this level of empathy for the Walmart team because back in the day when we did the Diablo three launch, you all know the error thirty seven <laughs> situation. Like, lest we holy... forget. <laughs> yeah, that was such a fascinating experience. Like, you know, uh, all of our teams were crunching for like four days straight to just shift this massive amount of servers to just make this thing work um, so i'm <laughs> sure those guys at walmart are like tearing their hair out right now <laughs> like I, re- I can feel for those guys yeah. like oh god it's brutal
0: and you know what and you're, uh, honestly like and, and you're not wrong there because like i kind of had that moment afterwards where like like in the in the in the heat of it i was like it wasn't even like super frustrating. i was just like kind of just like like I gave up at a certain and I, I was just laughing at, at the train wreck that it, that it was turning out to be.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, oh well, hell yeah!
0: I, I, I definitely had that moment where I was like, "Oh, but you know what?" But honestly, like those poor tech support guys who have to run this website—like, like <laughs> I do not envy them at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's funny. Like, I, I laugh about it, but you know, it's uh, it's great because like you're you're in the middle of this, and then you see all the memes pop up. Like, oh
0: damn it oh yeah no it
4: was
0: (laughs) (laughs) but but this is but this is the thing it's and i i honestly think it's a little bit fascinating because it really isn't like like i posted a few little like jokes whatever but like like when you like the, the realistically the response to this is just like like overwhelming frustration like nobody's like really like yeah like memeing it or no one's really like actually trying to make a joke out of it like people are genuinely pissed off about this
1: yeah. Hey, you know, that that's fascinating too. There, there's definitely a lot of these social elements at play here. Uh, one is the, like just the echo chambers of social media, where it's just like, you know, people piling on, it just like boosts the algorithm and then everybody just reacts to negative stuff. So you just keep on just going and going and going. But I also hypothesize that people are just like suffering right now mentally. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's just such a devastating social impact that we might not realize it. So I think we're just so easily triggered, too. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of a big problem for society, I gotta say.
2: (laughs) Uh, But, (laughs) yeah, yeah, like, you know, it's
1: totally, you know, uh, understandable the kind of, like, emotions that are going on right now.
2: Yeah, I definitely think, like, in times like these, too, getting a PS5 or even an Xbox Series X just feels like a giant pick-me-up for The crap show that was 2020. So I think there was a lot more weight over like the shoulders for like next gen gaming, especially because, you know, they couldn't really push their releases down to 2021, knowing that like they already had a lot of production going down pre pandemic. So the fact they're firing on all cylinders now and that everything's sold out. Uh, ironically even though like some people are getting their hands on it and they're getting that pick-me-up right most people like jeremy said are definitely still feeling that um you know feeling the dry little bits of happiness that come from like you know looking at a best buy cart with a ps5 but then getting ejected in five seconds says a lot about how it's being handled by sony and xbox
1: absolutely clement you're right um yeah, because, you know, it's like, you know, people are kind of striving, or rather, we're all grasping for this positive vision of the future, or just something to look forward to. And absolutely, man, I'm, I'm hyped up about all these consoles and all the video cards. And, uh, you know, I, I can't do much because I'm just working 24-7 now. But <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, happiness is, uh, you know, expectations minus reality. And so what we got really, or sorry, it's reality minus expectations, or some shit like that um but yeah what happens is like you're trying to like look forward to something that's going to uh give you some release and some escape and then now it's denied to you in the like the worst user experience of course you're gonna get pissed off <laughs> like i d- definitely get it um but yeah
0: yeah and i, I even yeah. i even had that brief little window of hope where you know like after like after you know five minutes of just crashing and and re- and refreshing and being stuck on the like we're fixing it you know page it like took me to the cart and like actually like gave me the add to cart option and i was like oh my god could this be it and like sure enough no once you get to the checkout option it's everything sold out so they just they gave you that little faint glimmer of hope just to snatch it away from you <laughs>
4: And it was all engineered and, the know, way and to what, attack you personally. <laughs> I, I believe it, honestly.
0: <laughs> I really do believe it. If they oh, see the tweets I've been throwing them. out. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna track my IP specifically. That's the guy who was tweeting about us. Get him.
1: <laughs> it's the Illuminati trying to yeah. screw with us.
0: It's
4: a Walmart Illuminati. <laughs>
2: get me Adam Jensen right now. <laughs>
4: well, plots, Sony and EB and Walmart and, and any other retailers that might happen to get PS5. So, I, I for one, I've always been on their sides if they're listening. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> No, they're I'm listening sure. to us right to now. Go. They
2: know. They're just yeah, like, well, they sh- kicking us out of the carts despite us.
0: Man, you know, and when I when I think back, man, it wasn't, it wasn't that long ago. Everyone was complaining about the Switch and oh, Nintendo this and it can't stock shelves. More people got Switches.
2: That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Don't forget the world hated scalpers of. Up- bit more now like especially before it wasn't yeah. really talked about where like a lot of people were flipping nintendo switch prices it was like a whole market for people just buying out switches from stores right away from the hard-working people and gamers Oh, and then they straight up just like uh did nothing to help with the situation and said they did more to take by like obviously flipping a switch for like 400 all the way to like a thousand bucks you know, it hasn't been talked about as much as now because a lot more people, because they're getting pissed off about the shortage of the PS5s, a lot of it does go to a lot of these scalper groups who are claiming responsibility. So really, the world is taking a like this kind of like backlash towards like that community, which has been around for so long. But it's almost like they finally come out of the shadows or something like that.
0: Well, I think you know what I think. Honestly, it's I think it's more it's like it's like people people hated scalpers, you know three four years ago but like they definitely hate them more now because of like the circumstances it's like yeah scalpers scalping was always this like really like shitty thing that you could do and it's just like well whatever you know it's like you're just filling a need or in the market whatever you know it's free market economics like but like at the same time it's like now we're in a pandemic and people are like you know a lot more like vulnerable and a lot more like you know hurt by a lot of stuff so it's just <laughs> like if you're gonna start scalping on top of that like you you just you just salt on the wound now man
1: what's actually the the scalping price uh i haven't been checking oh,
4: one, <laughs> one group was one group was selling them for or sorry, selling these uh what was it the 500 model for you know a thousand or like 1100 so you oh know double Lord. and more
1: yeah i think that's it's, just yeah, it's at least double or too. triple man
0: did it take, I've like, seen I've did it take uh, the uh, uh, I've seen the the physical version go for like anywhere from like fourteen to sixteen hundred.
2: Oh my lord, Jeremy! The eBay prices would totally scare you. Like the market for these like different kinds of like PS5 consoles are pretty much like paying three times the asking price. I mean, they're wow,
1: man, that is insane. That's insane.
2: Can I just yeah, sell it's, my
1: uh... soul or, like, you know, a blood <laughs> sacrifice to get these things?
0: <laughs> yeah, at, at this point, I think that's the only way you're going to get one is through, <laughs> like, summoning one of the old gods because, like, it's just, it's rough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, did you guys pick up the the Xbox? Uh, have you been ch- playing that out or checking that out?
3: I have, yeah, it's good. <laughs> we um, we don't do that
2: here. Xbox, yeah. <laughs> wrong podcast, Jeremy. <laughs> no, no, they're all good.
1: They're all good. I'm a massive nerd, so I just get everything. or mm. and lately not not so much these days, but uh I don't know, there's just so much amazing content all over the place um but uh yeah I'm, I'm also sometimes a late adopter because there's uh there's just a lot of benefit for getting mm-hmm. things cheaper getting big bundles getting all your games at, like like 30 off percent off um but uh i'm because it's because i'm an old guy and just working all the time yeah so during launch time
2: game. there's actually not a lot of games now in terms of like exclusives like a ps5 only had like spider-man demon souls ashes playroom and i like a Slecky, and like obviously. Boy, I think. Yeah, and Sackboy's Adventures. So, with that in mind, like I noticed that like the Xbox and PS5 owners were actually pretty lucky because, like, you know, with backwards compatibility being all the rage these days, you pretty much have like tons to do with like bringing mm-hmm. your entire like collection of games. Like Jeremy said that, um, you know, there's a lot of like content, especially for like a lot of late buyers too, because like the more they accumulate over the years before they get a PS5 or Xbox, when they finally. Pull the trigger and they finally get a new console right it's like suddenly like you know you don't really have to buy a lot of like new games like you actually could just bring over your entire life's worth of like backlog over to these new consoles with like enhancements and stuff like that so that's something i really noticed that about like next generation even though like it's ironic because next generation obviously you need like new and highly advanced games but then at the same time there's a even bigger picture for playing old games on new consoles
0: yeah i think that's like that's kind of where you know and and, and we've mentioned this several times now it's kind of where i've just ended up landing on this whole this whole thing because you know i i've come i've come to the conclusion that i'm not going to get a ps5 anytime this year and i don't even think i'm going to get one like well until this pandemic is over and they actually just start putting them back in stores Mm -hmm. um but like yeah i was i was thinking about that the other day actually that you mentioned it clem uh like like it, realistically, yeah. Like just with just how little on offer there is with the PS5, it's just like realistically, yeah. Like it's like I'm, am I really just gonna buy a PS5 at this point just to play my PS4 games? Like, you know, I can stick it out with the PS4 for a few more you know months, and hopefully, when I can get one sometime into next year. And and you know, yeah, and and I've said this before, and uh, like you know, Jeremy is is kind of right. Like uh, you know, there's there's a lot more benefit to getting a system you know a, a year or so after it's been released right like i picked up the ps4 sort of late into the game and and you know when i picked it up like it had like you know a lot of good stuff on it like i think with within the same year that i bought it i, I had gotten like metal gear solid and uh and uh um i th- i want to say uh what else did i get i think i think bloodborne was like later that year too when i picked it up so like you know there was good stuff on it right now it's just really it is it is kind of the FOMO, and it is kind of just like the desire to want. I mean, it's,
3: it's also the fact that this is kind of an iterative upgrade. So, this is, really is offering players that already have uh, these certain games that have had been optimized a chance to play them better, faster, etc. Which mm-hmm. is a very different experience than other console launches have been, where they basically leave the other generation behind, whereas this one's carrying it forward and making it better.
0: Yeah, that's true, too. It's like, okay. do you want to Jordan, see how you... good Red Dead can look? <laughs> like come on.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, what's funny is that a lot of these consoles, like especially with like games like Last of Us Two, Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. Two, GTA Five on like the current gen consoles, right? A lot of them were did feel like next gen at the time, right? Back when they were like the next gen consoles of yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, they were even though like they look really good, they didn't run as good, right? So what's so funny is that like. Um, you know, 1080p gaming at, like, 60 frames was something more of, like, something the industry still needed to work on and perfect, right? Like, they touched on it with the PS4, but then now it's, like, the biggest selling point for next gen is, like, we finally perfected that when we should have done that in the last generation. But they're already moving on to 4K, which, like, like you just perfected, like, smooth performance and good-looking 1080p games on the PS5, I mean, like, it's a little bit too early to, like, call it next gen to go to, like, 4K, but it's running at, like, a crappy 20 frames per second. It's, like, I feel like it's going a little bit too fast for a lot of gamers.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, and I, I think um, it's also part of the, um, like, console, console um, maturity life cycle, because uh, what happens is that a lot of the game developers need to catch up to this just a new tech and new infrastructure and platform. So they gotta spend like, you know, the first like couple years trying to master this like new um, hardware infrastructure. And what happens, like then they start to optimize. And and so you really kind of see the big benefits of consoles, probably a year, year and a half, um, mm-hmm. once these AAA developers have had like three years worth of lead time to build it all out. So, so yeah, that's, that's kind of when you see like the really exciting stuff, but you know, what's, what's really interesting is that, you know, getting really deep into software, uh, things are scaling exponentially, particularly because mm. of like no code solutions, um, and machine learning and AI. So the rate of progress we're going to see in game development and engine development is going to be sick. It's going to be crazy. Um, and, and to me, the actual, really big behemoth that's going to come into play is streaming. So Mm. now with Google and all these um, companies getting into streaming, just think about the data that these guys are sucking up and data is just food for AI. So eventually Google is going to be able to just develop games using their AI, (laughs) so that's like the crazy shit that's going to be happening within easily (laughs) the next five to 10 years. Um, so yeah, I, I see these trends coming, and it's it's really fascinating, and I think it's it's, it's really cool because now it's going to expand into AR and VR. Uh, those platforms are super difficult to create good content on, but with AI, we're going to start to get some amazing virtual worlds.
2: Yeah, so are you a I'm, huge believer in uh, just being immersed in VR?
1: I I think there are <laughs> benefits. Um, you know, well, here's some here's some good use cases. So I think about you know um you know my mom passed away recently but she was uh you know she wasn't able to walk essentially and so she couldn't really travel the world anymore and she always wanted to visit like egypt and the pyramids and so i think about that scenario where hey if they could just plug in they could live and experience the world that they never could have in the past Hmm. so i love those kind of um use cases i love education where you can like you know go into a museum and see all this art and have this like experience virtually so, so there, there's benefits to that, but then on the opposite sides, like you could be totally disconnected from reality and become like a, a vegetable in your house. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, like all technology, there's like this double-edged sword. And it's a question of how we set things up such that we're promoting this healthy balance of things. Uh, but yeah, but I'm excited I, overall.
0: As, as someone who's, who's worked, you know, with, with video games, you could, you could, uh, testify that the inclusion of VR alone does not make for a truly immersive experience. And in fact, just, you know, good game design can make an experience just as immersive as strapping a pair of goggles on your face.
1: Yes, that is
0: so true. Thank you.
1: Yeah, and you know, it, like it, it comes. It comes uh, did I, did I just like uh, help you win a bet right now?
2: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you can well, you'll Jordan, have to ask that question again in the next five years. You know. Yeah. Um, if Jordan could frame that comment, he would. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, I, I think, I think uh, you know, definitely software is going to play probably the biggest part in there. Um, but I think as soon as you start to connect more of the physical and tactile interactions, that's going to be the game changer. Well, thank um, you. So, so you know, like, uh, I don't know, you, I'm sure you guys have seen those, like, you know, awkward uh, contraptions where you sit there and you're kind of like running in place. Um, and, uh, you know, like they're developing haptics like gloves and stuff like that. Hmm. So eventually you'll mm-hmm. have like you know your um you'll be able to articulate your your hands very well, and articulating hands is definitely the most important because you know that's like what gave us the evolutionary advantage, the opposable thumbs um mm-hmm. so yeah that's gonna that's gonna be some cool stuff um but yeah again, like you can have all those inputs, but if the software is shit, like forget it, there's no immersion um and it's just this you know piece of junk yeah, so, yeah they, they all kind of come together, I'd say, so maybe you're both right maybe i mean i (laughs) I just want to say
2: that um there's already hand tracking being developed so like i really can put on my headset right now and i don't need controllers anymore so like there's a bunch of cameras on the oculus quest that actually like look at your hands and i have like literally like yeah like a lot of games that i can play where like i like just need the headset. I could be anywhere I want and even run around my room. And there's a lot of that physicality, like Jeremy suggested, right? So in a way, like even with the controllers gone, it just it's just another step forward into like for feeling more like you're influencing any kind of like dreamlike world or dreamlike state. So there's definitely a big impact in how VR can do that for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Um and uh I, I would say
1: the tech that I am most excited about is actually AR. So augmented reality mm. is is going to be transformative. And it has the benefit of, like, you're functioning in the real world, too. So it's kind of blending these things together. Um, so, oh, you know, oh, I think that's oh, where oh. it's awesome. Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Oh, I was gonna say. Um, I, I've already sort of seen it, like in in pretty like, cause I you know I actually kind of agree with you. I I think personally, like I'm a bigger fan of of uh, AR than sort of than VR, and just like so, sort of like seeing it in even in like um very like mi- like minimalistic cases. Like my my brother just got a new car, um, and like it actually has uh like AR integration into it. So you know on, on when he's running the, the sort of just sort of the, the navigation like. It'll it'll sort of like it'll show the basic like map on the on the you know on the dash screen, but then sort of like as he's like I guess like he's like coming up to a turn, right? It'll actually go into like a camera mode that's sort of like the front of the car, and it shows you the intersection. It shows you, and it like has like an arrow pointing to the turn you're supposed to make with the street name and everything. So it's like actually like like you know giving you that that extra sense of direction within the real world. It was like really cool impl- uh, impl- implementation. <laughs>
1: Definitely. That that is super cool, actually. Um, and yeah, I know, like, ah, uh, you know, there is some kind of bleeding edge tech underway, which is essentially building that right into the um, the windshield. So essentially, you know, you can have transparent um, uh, uh, LED screens or whatever. Um, So it's awesome because like you have your warnings like right there in front of you um, and, you know, can spot pedestrians and put like a giant red box like, hey you're about to hit somebody. Uh, So it's gonna, you know, make your driving experience better. I mean, we're gonna have automated driving anyway. um, But uh, you could imagine that for like walking around the streets and hey, like I'm, uh, you know, roaming around the streets of Paris. And, you know, you could look at a building and see the entire history, see the Wikipedia article. You can see like projections of, hey, what did this look like two hundred years ago? And you can see like the whole like Renaissance uh, style and stuff like that. Hmm. So there could be amazing applications in the real world. And then you can also gamify it. It's like, hey, you know what? You're you're only ten meters away from finishing this sprint or finishing this marathon. Go 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 go. Um, so so yeah, there, that's exciting tech. Really exciting tech.
0: Yeah, I'm into it. I love how I love how this uh this, this 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 sort of like veered off from from complaining about PS5s to something a bit more positive, <laughs> which I think is, is yeah. definitely is definitely uh Definitely your influence here, because this could, I kinda just kept, kept complaining for just, uh, ten more minutes. <laughs>
1: yes, I'm a dangerously optimistic guy, so you, people have to rein me in a lot. Uh, I apologize. <laughs>
0: the world optimistic, right uh, Yeah, absolutely. But I think uh, I, on on that note, uh, we you know we have come to the end of this podcast. Uh, it was you know we kind of yeah we kind of ate up a lot of time on that <laughs> PS5 think um <laughs> so i just i was want to say thanks again jeremy for being here it was a, it was a lot of fun and it was really really interesting Thank talking you. to you
1: yeah absolutely
0: and i had a great time guys yeah we we oh, i mean i had a great time i don't know about but these guys but oh, absolutely yeah, without questions, fun.
2: Fun. oh yeah i was having some fun <laughs> with the questions too <laughs> definitely really interesting talking about like a lot of what's going on especially with like the future of mm-hmm. gaming i mean vos are part of that like you got the ps5 X, VR. that's going on <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i mean as the sole vr editor of cg magazine all right it I is mean, my rightful yeah, duty are not wrong. to believe in that platform <laughs> defend it from from foreign enemies trying to get a ps5 <laughs>
0: So uh, to everyone listening to this podcast, thank you so much for for joining us. And uh, we hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, if you want to find any more great stories from Chris or Clement, uh, you can find them at cgmagonline.com. Uh, if you want to check out this podcast, you can find it on Spotify and uh, Google podcast and, and Apple podcast and anywhere where great podcasts are listened to i guess you already found it so maybe share it with your friends and tell them where they can find it <laughs> um <laughs> if, I mean, if you want to if you yeah it's, you know i just I, i'm telling you where to find it you clearly already found it so um <laughs> if you want to uh hear more from me you can find me on twitter at ninja jordan underscore you can also find me on youtube at ninja reviews uh jeremy are there any other places where people can find you
1: yeah uh well you know I, I would definitely recommend joining our discord community which you can get the link to on our website uh my twitter I, i'm not really so into social media to be honest but i'm just doing it for the company uh but yeah you can uh add me on twitter uh my uh, handle is poet but it's with underscores, so it's p underscore o underscore e underscore t And uh, yeah, happy to talk to anybody. Uh, Like I said, we're 100% uh, transparent and we love our community. We are investing all of our marketing into our community. Like no advertising, it's all about just authentic relationships. So yeah, come join us, reach out. Happy to pull some people in, give you an amazing product. And hey, if you wanna volunteer, we got some awesome work to do.
0: Awesome awesome and chris and guys, thank you find- again you know cool. i'd be
1: happy to pop back in and uh chat some more give you some more updates whenever you like uh,
0: uh yeah, yeah, absolutely a yeah. absolutely it was it was, a, it was
4: love having you um chris where can we find you uh you can find me on twitter at hoogathy that's h-o-o-g-a-t-h-y or on twitch at guild2taps and
0: brendan where can we find you these days
3: uh, Beef Fry Twenty Six. I am lazy and don't change my social media. <laughs> it, yeah, it's uh,
0: across every platform. It's just Beef Fry Twenty Six.
3: Yep, real lazy.
0: And well, you know, it's, it, it, you have a you have a you have a theme. It's you know, it's okay. Just Simplicity. my name. Just real lazy. Branding.
3: Consistency.
0: Consistency is key. Exactly. It's branding.
2: And <laughs> yeah. hey, Clement, Where can we find you? Well, definitely as the insta word because obviously i can just randomly make up words on the spot so that's always kind of like my weird slogan you can find me on youtube oh, twitter you... and twitch with the insta word no awesome. capitals. that's it is that is that what it meant
0: because i honestly thought it was it was something to do with instagram
2: it used you to don't be. have an instagram like, that's cooler it, that, that's a long story though um it used to definitely go <laughs> way back a, for I another mean, podcast it wasn't even... you yeah another story for another time hmm well why don't you go on my instagram and find out guys chat (laughs) listeners (laughs) all right well thanks
0: again for everyone for being here and uh have a great have a great rest of the week stay inside stay safe wear a mask cannot stress that enough and listen to great podcasts by great people
2: and don't give scalpers a single dime yeah, don't. No, Although no, I do want to mention
3: before we end up here, did everyone see the uh, Xbox ca- uh, orders for the scalpers that was canceled? Just
2: yes. Oh my god. Oh
3: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Sweet vindication. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. So sometimes, sometimes you know, the, sometimes good things do happen. Mm.